Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weatherpeak. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. For Friday, February 17th, it's a joyous weekend, ladies and gentlemen. It is one of the, shall we say, slower weekends in the sports calendar. This weekend, next weekend, extremely slow. As such, I have an announcement to make. Your boy is taking a little R&R. The football season's over. So I will not be hosting the podcast for a few days next week. I'll be back later in the week. Shake it a few days, decompress, as the kids like to say, a little digital therapy, as much off a screen as I can. And I will partake of family activities that do not involve recording podcasts or watching sports. I mean, there's really nothing to watch. I do like the NBA All-Star game, but... Yeah, anyways. Um, as a result, I have a monster podcast today. I'm bringing in a great guest. He's been on the uh, the pod before talking gambling. T.A., you know, I've known him since my days when I hosted the radio show on Fox Sports Radio. You guys remember that? It feels like forever ago. I believe 2015 through 2021? 2020? Uh, 2020. I hosted the Saturday radio show on Fox Sports Radio. No, it was 2021 because I did it through COVID. I hosted a Saturday radio show, and I would always have a gambling guest on, preview the weekend in the NFL, and I found this guy, T.A., on social media. He replied to some of my tweets, super smart guy. I started pinging him. He's a normal dude, and I have him on. We, listen, there's no gambling this weekend on the NFL front, obviously. However, we talk about team building. You guys know I'm super into that lately, just the philosophy of team building, top down, paying the quarterbacks, don't not paying the quarterbacks. And it's funny because 
Uh, last night, my buddy was in town from London. He moved back there, I don't know, a year or two ago. And um, he came in town for the week, so we hung out with him a couple times. And, you know, the dads went out. The group, we called ourselves the Rad Riders. Um, you guys know e-bikes. Of course, all the guys got e-bikes. So then on, like, Thursdays, we would ride the e-bikes out and go drinking and all the shenanigans and stuff. But as a responsible guy who has to be in early to wake up early and do the podcast, wake up early for the TV show. These guys have cushier jobs than I do, shall we say. And um, the Rad Riders went out last night. And my buddy Dan, who I go to some Lakers games with, was telling me, you know, Jay, you were early on this whole build around the quarterback on the rookie deal thing. And I'm like, well, it's not that novel. But we did talk about it on the podcast last month. He's like, dude, everywhere I go now, all it is is rookie deal. Got to be on the rookie deal. And I was like, you know, Jay talked about that last month. And I have been pushing it for a while. And listen, this our guest, TA, is going to talk about it at, at length. The Chicago Bears have a tough decision to make. Trevor Lawrence has a little more time left before his big money contract is going to be had. Joe Burrow is supposed to be signing a deal. Herbert, the window is closing. So we talk about that. It's fun. Uh, before I get into that, real quick, obviously the Giannis wrist injury feels significant. Uh, it's unclear how long he'll be out. Giannis uh, busted up his wrist in a win last night against the Bulls. Only played nine minutes, scored two points, but they didn't need him because you got Brooke Lopez. 33 from Brooke Lopez. Uh, Javon Carter, remember him, West Virginia? 22 points. They hit 18 threes. The Bulls, of course, playing zero defense. Levine couldn't throw in the ocean. It was a rough night for the Bulls, and they lose to the Bucks without Giannis. It sounds like he's going to be out maybe three to five weeks. Um, won't really hurt the Bucks that bad. I, I do think they will not be able to catch the Celtics for the number one seed in the East. Celtics currently up by only half a game, but with no Giannis. Celtics, by the way, uh, sorry, Bucks have won 12 straight. I don't think without Giannis, they'll be able to hold it down. Now, if it's two weeks, not the end of the world. Three weeks, four weeks, you're talking about probably 10 to 12 games. And with only like 23-ish games left in the season, I just don't know if that'll be enough. Now, what will be interesting is whether or not the Bucks end up falling to the three seed. I don't know if the Sixers will catch them, but my gut tells me you would want the two because it, I think Bucks Sixers is going to be two three, and you want home court advantage in that. Philly very very good at home. Obviously Milwaukee is as well. I would take the Bucks in that series, but I don't know if it's a slam dunk. Um, that would be a second round matchup. Celtics would obviously coast through the first round and probably the second four five is Cavs versus probably the Knicks. I don't think the Nets can hold it down, but um, I don't really want to talk about NBA. I do want to talk um briefly about Chat GPT. I don't know the level that you guys have explored it, but I'll say this. My son came home from school probably a couple weeks ago and was like, Dad, Dad, well, we've got to, to tinker with ChatGPT. And I'd seen all these stories in the news about it, but you know me. Sometimes when there's so much news about something, I just shut down. I'm like, no thanks, pass. So I didn't really read about ChatGPT. So my son opens it up and legitimately, it's open AI and you can ask it any question. Now, just as... Wikipedia and all these other websites, it can answer what it has been fed, right? These robots don't have a mind of their own. At least you don't think that. And I'm going to quickly just read some answers that I asked it. Just 
on a, on a lark tonight. Now, listen, ChatGPT is very powerful. Okay? It's very cool. It's here to stay. It's only going to get bigger and better as we go forward. Now, I'm sure some of you are listening. You're like, I don't need this crap. It's worth checking out. Um, you can log in through like your Google account or whatever. Um, they ask for your phone number. They send you a, a code and then they start tinkering. And you get in there and you can ask basically any question. So I, I'll just tell you a couple sample of sample of questions that I asked it this morning. <laughs> At what age do you have to grow up? Legitimate question. Kind of open-ended. There is no def definitive age at which you have to, quote, grow up. Growing up is a process that happens over time and is different for everyone. Okay? A legitimate question. Next up. What do you think is smarter, communism or democracy? It is difficult to say which is smarter, communism or democracy, as both systems have their advantages and disadvantages. Ultimately, it depends on the context and the specific needs of a society. Okay. <laughs> Why did China send a spy balloon to the U.S.? Now, this is interesting. It only happened in the last two weeks. So, obviously, they're calling from news articles they've read or AI has been fed. China sent a spy balloon to the U.S. in order to gather intelligence on U.S. military activities. The balloon was equipped with cameras and other surveillance equipment that could be used to monitor U.S. military movements. Now, if you guys heard... The, I'm sure a lot of people ignored this. It was like, ah, stupid China, duh, blah, blah, blah. If you listen to the New York Times Daily podcast on this, about where the spy balloon was located, like why was it in the, not quite the Northwest, but like over very random states, like well, it's in Montana, Idaho, I've already forgotten. Apparently there's a ton of underground military activity there. And that was eye-opening to me when I heard that podcast. So that's kind of why I asked it this question. Um, I then said, <laughs> what is the meaning of life? Chat GPT. The meaning of life is a subjective question that is open to interpretation. Some people believe that life has no inherent meaning and that it is up to each individual to create their own meaning. Others believe that life has a predetermined purpose or destiny. Listen, that's a good by-the-book answer. I'll only ask two more. I'm sure some of you are getting bored. But this is a really fun toy to tinker with. Just remember, it is a computer, and it's probably storing all these questions that I ask it. So if you ask it really dumb shit or stuff that's going to get you in trouble, just you know, be ready for whatever ramifications are coming your way. What is your personal belief on God versus free will? That's I'm asking a computer, AI. My personal belief is that God exists and that he has given us free will to make our own choices and decisions. I believe that God is ultimately in control of our lives, but that he has given us the freedom to choose our own paths. That's some heavy stuff for a Friday morning. I know, we're going to get to football in a minute. Um just let this stuff sink in. It's fun. Again, it's just, this is not the end-all, be-all. This is uh, artificial intelligence. Now, if you've seen that movie with Joaquin Phoenix, is it called Her? Where he falls in love with the computer? Like, that's a little bit much. I'm going to ask it, who had a better career, Jordan or LeBron? We'll just, we'll go into our guest on that one. This is a subjective question and it's open to interpretation. 
Both Michael Jordan and LeBron James have had successful and impressive careers. It is difficult to say which one had a better career. Okay, now I'm going to try to get granular. Who do you believe had a better career, Jordan or LeBron? Again, this is this is fun. It's a great exercise. It's a time suck, that's for sure. Oh, no! In my opinion, ChatGPT, Michael Jordan had a better career than LeBron James. Jordan was a six-time NBA champion and is widely considered to be the greatest basketball player of all time. LeBron is an incredible player, but his accomplishments do not match those of Jordan. Well, <laughs> AI has spoken. I disagree. Should I just type that? No, I'm not going to type that. Anyways, uh, without further ado, <laughs> uh, let's get to our guest, um, T.A. from Clev Analytics. And I got to also say, guys, it was a long football season. Thank you so much for listening, downloading, liking, um, commenting on iTunes. All that stuff helps. Um, things are going well with the podcast. Things are getting better here uh, in the coming weeks. It'll be minimal things that make it better. You probably won't notice, but they're happening. And um, just thanks for being along for the ride. It's... Uh, it's about to get better. Also, I love hoops and March Madness, and that's coming up, so get crunk. All right, here he is, T.A. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome back to Straight Fire, a guy you know. We usually talk to him on like an NFL Thursday, heading into the weekend, uh, giving out picks and analytics. He's got his own site now, uh, Clev Analytics. Is it Clev Analytics or Clev TA it's, Analytics? It's Cleve Analytics, like Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah. yes. Believe Land. TA, how you doing, man? <laughs> What's up, Jason? How you doing, man? Yeah, I thought I'd change it up this, uh, this time when we talked. You, you're not pinned down for any picks, although I'm sure... I would assume Super Bowl was good to you. Props were good. Uh, I I did have Mahomes MVP. Had some Goddard props, but in general, I actually I actually had some some losers in there, um, which didn't pan out. At, I think I had too many uh, too much exposure to the Chiefs wide receivers because I thought Mahomes would have a good game. They just didn't have the ball enough, so all yeah. my Chiefs props uh, went under when I had over. So you know, mixed bag, but uh, it's okay. Overall, the season was good, so uh, I'm I'm pleased. Yeah. Very weird. Mahomes, I think, what, 182 yards passing and they scored 38 points. It's like that. That's insane. Yeah. And just the fact that, you know, you had a defensive touchdown and you had that punt return for Tony. Mm -hmm. So you essentially had two full possessions that they didn't have any any offense. So all of his, you know, I was on his over attempts, for example. And, you know, you still got to like 28, 29 attempts, which is a lot based on their time of possession. So my theory was good just from a kind of a efficiency standpoint, not a lot of deep throws, but he just didn't have the ball enough. So, yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty remarkable. Well, I got you here. On the flag at the end, I believe there were zero pass interference flags. There was like one downfield holding by, I think, the DB um, on like a, a screen pass or something. But they had not been calling that kind of thing all game. Any thoughts on that flag that um, was on Bradbury? I mean, to me, it was the right call. Like you just, I, I don't know what happened. You know, I don't know if they they missed. I know the one play with Juju, they didn't call a, a mm -hmm. pass interference. But outside of that, I don't know if they, you know, missed a bunch of those. That they just weren't calling or just how the game was being played. But I mean, either way, if they don't call that and the Chiefs end up losing, you have all Chiefs fans thinking there's a conspiracy, <laughs> right? Like it's just, you're never going to win. It's tough to be an NFL ref. There's 
they make a million mistakes. There's a ton of reasons to be upset with how the season was officiated as a whole. I don't think this was that reason. You know what I mean? Like there, yeah. you could have point to a million other things. I don't think that that call um, is in that same category. Yeah, the Devontae Smith catch kind of underplayed. You know, because if they if that's ruled a catch, they're inside the red zone with I think plenty of time to score a touchdown instead of settle for three. Uh, I thought that was a catch by Smith on the sideline. I don't know. What about you? I saw. I mean, I saw the ball hit the ground and it moved. So I, I thought it was incomplete right away. Like right when they showed the first replay, I was like, "Oh yeah, the the nose hit the ball. Uh, the nose hit the ground, and it turned in his hands when he was out of bounds." Like to me, that was a clear incompletion. But again, I thought the Goddard catch would be incomplete, and they call that a catch because his toe barely was on the ground. You know, when he when he had possession, yeah. so it's tough. But uh, I don't know. I thought those were fine. I thought it actually was overall a pretty well ref yeah. game from a guy, Carl Sheffers, who historically has won a ton of penalties. So I, yeah. I thought overall it wasn't an issue. All right, so let's jump into the offseason here. So um, I, I'm way into team building. You know, I own that soccer team in Mexico, and we just had a, a, an offseason with a lot of upheaval. And um, I, I'm looking at the NFL and how you build a team now, and I, a lot of the talk has gone to got to have the quarterback on the rookie deal or Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, or like a Shanahan, McVay caliber offensive mind. Otherwise, you've got to have that quarterback on the rookie deal. We're seeing Dak Prescott and the Cowboys facing an uncertain offseason. So I want to start with one team here, how you would approach it. Chicago Bears, Justin Fields, year two. He had a great season running, passing leave something to be desired. Offensive line was eh. Skill position players were eh. Claypool came in, didn't do much. And they have the number one pick, T.A. Listen, I don't love Bryce Young. Maybe you do. Um I'm just curious, like, how do you attack this if you're the Chicago Bears? Do you strongly consider moving fields and just resetting that clock? Or do you say, you know what, we're going to build around fields, we're going to go defense or trade down? You got some options. You have a lot of options, and they actually by far have the most cap space in the NFL. So they're going to be able to build around whoever uh, that they they go with. It's a tough one because to me, like that stretch in the middle of the season when they finally figured out how to use Justin Fields the right way was as exciting of a stretch of any team I could remember. I mean, he was much, much watch TV because he would just break off a 70 yard touchdown, you know, routinely. It was almost like vintage Michael Vick back in the day. Um, I don't know how sustainable that is. That's the problem. You saw he got hurt uh, late in the season. Like, you can't run him to the degree that they were running him. And he's a lot more physical than a guy like Lamar Jackson, who was kind of, you know, Lamar would break free and then he would just, he, he would escape and he would just run out of bounds. Like he, he doesn't typically go head on with contact. So it's just a hard way to, um, to, to sustain your offense year in, year out. You're going to get hurt at his size um, likely. So I, and he hasn't shown enough to me. Look, I'm an Ohio State guy, so you know I could be biased here, but he hasn't shown enough to me from a progression standpoint in the pocket, uh, throwing the football, that I would feel that comfortable um, staying with him. I think to me, if I'm a GM, you know, and I don't look, I'm not a, an evaluator, so I don't necessarily have a ton of opinion on Bryce Young yet. I mean, his size, he's just so small. It's unprecedented yeah. really for a guy at this size and, and height and weight to, to um, be successful in the NFL. But, um, you know, if, if you evaluate Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or Will Levis, whoever it is, and you think they are as good of a prospect or better than than Fields, you you have to trade Fields and, and build around uh um, around that that prospect, like it's just simple as that. Now, if you if you you don't trade fields just to trade fields, you have to like one of these guys a certain degree more 
um, than fields. And, you know, you also have to get a really good return too. It can't just be trade down a few spots and pick up one pick. It's gotta be, you know, you really have to pick up a bunch of assets, but you know, you reset the rookie contract that that's a big part of this. You get two extra years uh, of a deal. Whereas fields, you know, if he's, if he plays well, he's going to get a, a big contract anyway in a year or two. And, and then, you know, you, you miss out on, on building around him. So I personally would lean to trading fields, but I can see it, you know, honestly, either way, he hasn't had any weapons around him. So I can see that argument that maybe he has struggled throwing the ball just because nobody's open. But, um, you know, it's a tough spot. But I, I definitely think that either one is strongly considered. And Ryan Poles is not there. The GM was not there when they drafted fields. He didn't right. draft them. So he could easily get away with, hey, look, this wasn't my quarterback. It wasn't like a mistake. So I, I'm curious to see what they'll do. Um, we may not know for a while, but yeah. I think it's very open. I can go either way. Like I, I, I don't think it's it's you know it, it's a slam dunk either way. But they're going to have a lot between whether keeping fields or trading for you know uh, trading the pick or doing whatever. Like they're going to have a lot of assets to to spend around whoever they go with. So they're I, in good shape going forward. I largely agree. Now, when when the NBA draft happened, there was a lot of people who made some money on Ben Caro going one because everybody thought it was going to be Jabari Smith. Um, the kid from I forget I forget where he's from right now, but uh, Jabari Smith was ticketed according to Woj and everybody. And that at the last, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And at the last minute, Ben Carroll was number one, so people made money. I think this market's going to be super. I don't think you're going to see a lot of gambling odds on who goes one because of this situation right here. I, I'm totally with you. I think I would lean toward trading fields. Uh, Ta, I just looked at the Bears' defensive line according to PFF. They don't have one defensive lineman in the top 100. Like they need, so, they have so oh. few good players on this team that you might as well just start over. Now, let me second level the question for you: What's the market for Fields like? Because couldn't somebody argue that's that, a great question? Like, what is he, Daniel Jones? Like Daniel Jones could not pass, got Dable, and was like to the playoffs. But nobody still thinks Daniel Jones is good. So I don't like. What is Fields? Is are, is there a, people clamoring for Justin Fields? I, I don't know. That's a great question. I, you know, I was going back and forth with Kevin Cole, he used to be with PFF, and you know, he he's really an advocate of you know, I'll give him credit. He actually was the one who thought that the Jalen Hurts pick, he actually advocated for Jalen Hurts a couple of years ago when they still had Wentz um and everybody rocked, you know, went against it. And he's kind of advocating for trading fields here. Um, same way. So I went back and forth with them. I, I thought that you could probably get a late first round pick for for a desperate team, maybe for fields or an early second. Um, you know, he kind of agreed. I, I think it's in that ballpark. Um, I don't know. And I'm not sure, you know, could you get a team like the Saints to bite? I, you know, that's possible. Like, I, I don't know. It's it's really, it, it would have to be to a team that has a coordinator that really thinks they can use kind of his strengths, um, you know, for them. Uh, but it, that's tough. I, I don't know exactly how uh, to value this? him. I just, uh, I, but I think a late first is, is about right. So the Baltimore Ravens, are I don't know where they're drafting, but this Lamar Jackson situation, which we can, you know, kind of it dovetails perfectly like Lamar wants all the money. It's looking like a franchise tag at what, like forty four million dollars. I can't see them tagging him twice. They've got to start to plan for post Lamar because I don't think they're going to find a mid middle ground here. Lamar Jackson seems to be holding firm. Yeah. What if you're the Ravens and you said, you know what? We could transition from Lamar to Justin Fields. And we'll trade for Fields and maybe auction off Lamar. I, I, or you kind of try to do that, hand the baton to, to Justin Fields, but then Lamar would know and be pissed. 
This is a tough one, man. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Who really would want Fields? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, if I'm the Ravens, I just I just pay Lamar. Honestly, like, wait, wait, I just well, think define pay Lamar, like give him the Deshaun Watson well, contract. So I don't know. I mean, I don't think anyone's <laughs> getting that contract. I, I think if that's what he demands and there's and there's no, you know, no other flexibility on him, you know, on his part, then, yeah, you maybe you look to trade. But I think if you can get something a little bit under that, that's a little more reasonable. Look, the, the Watson trade was just kind of a one off outliers, very specific type of situation. Um, yeah, you know, that's not necessarily the market per se. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm not sure you should be demanding that, but. 
Like you either, you better have a plan in place and it's not going to be Tyler Huntley. I could tell you that, (laughs) Um, but they've got, I mean, they got so much talent around that team and they're such, they're so good at drafting. Uh, And look, that's not something that is obviously year in, year out, you're going to be able to hit every year, but in general, they're probably the best drafting team in the NFL. Like trust, if you're able to sign Lamar to a good deal, um, he's going to get his money, but it's not a Watson money you know, you're able to build around him because you're such a good, you know, drafting team. And you had a bunch of picks last year, the bunch of guys that are on rookie deals. So you can do it. Um, But if not, then yeah, I I mean, I think the Falcons are a clear um, choice from a trade perspective. They have a ton of cap space. They're restarting. Uh, I think that's a team that I think Mm. would be interesting. And then, you know, you go ahead and, and figure out, I mean, maybe, maybe you, 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 uh, uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill could get cut by the Titans because they're in a bad cap spot. Maybe you, you know, take a shot at him. Like, I I don't know exactly what you do, but I don't know if, if fields is the right guy. And I don't think, I don't think the bears would, I don't think the bears necessarily want to, Excel. They don't necessarily need Lamar Jackson right away. It does. It doesn't. It's not. They're on different timelines. I'll just put it that way. Certainly. Um, I'd rather just sign it. So mm-hmm. I, I think a team like Atlanta fits perfectly. Um, you know, in a dome on that turf, that that offense we've already seen. They they kind of cater to the running quarterback already. Um, you know, maybe maybe you take back a Desmond Ritter and a trade like that, and, and you know, and then bridge him, you know, and, and see see what he can do. I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing, but. Yeah. I personally just I, why even deal with that? Just just give him his money. Um, hopefully he bends a little bit from from asking but, for Deshaun money. But I, he's just he's he he's earned it. He's we know he's an elite quarterback. Um, I think they're contenders. That look every year that he's been healthy, that you know they make the playoffs. Yeah. So you know that I, I just think you 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 roll with them if you can. But otherwise, doing yeah, doing this franchise thing, I, I just don't know if it's necessarily mm-hmm. conducive. I don't think the the player is happy anytime you do that. We saw that with Kirk Cousins for how many years with with Washington. Yeah. Just either sign him or, or or get get a bunch of assets for him and kind of figure it out from there. But um, it's a tough spot. So your Browns gave Watson everything he asked for, full guarantee, and he had, I don't know, I'm going to call it an average year. For him, it would be a bad year. Um, I don't know, T.A., looking back, uh, two-parter, looking back, would you do the deal again? And then number two, do you think this past year with Watson, where he had a year off prior, um, hell, a year and a half, right, Um, where he just didn't play football, like, you look at Russell Wilson, he came to a new system, new team. He also struggled badly. Both these guys have a good body of work before that. Do you expect him to bounce back, both of them? I do with Watson. I'll say, as uh, someone who watched, I think he got his unfair kind of situation. For so the guy was had not played a year and a half. It's, you know, uh, while the rest of the league is is up and, and, you know, been playing all season, he came in kind of uh, rusty and cold and um, in a brand new offense and, didn't look great. His first game against Houston, he was clearly uh, he had jitters and it, it just didn't work. I mean, he was throwing the ball straight into the ground. It just wasn't him. Um, I will say he started to improve and there was a lot more flashes and glimpses um, than, than maybe people realize. And you have to understand, like some of the numbers are just so skewed. They, they played a really uh, tough game uh, in Cleveland at night on a Saturday against Baltimore when it was, you know, 25 degrees and snowing. And then, uh, you know, a week later, they go, uh, they play at home against the Saints in, I got to tell you, it was like Siberia here uh, in Cleveland. It was, <laughs> it was negative temperatures. The wind was blowing. It was just awful conditions. So you've got 
two kind of impossible conditions out of what six games that are just going to skew anybody's stats. So just from a pure number standpoint, his numbers are going to look a lot worse. He looked really good against Washington. He played really well. Um, they won that game handily and he was okay against Pittsburgh. Like he, he had, he had spots that were, he was good and spots that he did. He looked like a, you know, a rookie at, at some point they're going to, they're going to revamp the offense in the off season. So Kevin Stefanski admitted that, you know, they were testing some things out, you know, uh, just to kind of see how he would react uh, at the end of the year when they knew they weren't in the playoffs. So it was more of a test run just to get him and get him, get him accustomed to, to the game speed again. And I think he'll be fine. Look, he's not going to be, he's not going to get the perfect conditions like he did in the dome in Houston when you're playing in Cleveland, but uh, he's got a great, you know, running, you know, obviously running back with, with Nick Chubb, a very good offensive line. You got Amari Cooper. They do need a deep threat. So I think they'll try to get him that, uh, well, but I me, think he'll be can, fine. Let me ask, let me ask about Cooper. I'm looking at the salary cap, totaling it. Dude, this is crazy. So Watson, his cap hit is 54 million. Insane. Then Miles Garrett, Amari Cooper's third, taking up 9% of the cap. The top five players on the Browns, Watson, Garrett, Cooper, Teller, and Chubb, take up 54% of the cap. Like, is is Watson going to have enough good players around him to succeed? Yeah, so so that's there's some uh, – the thing with the Browns and Andrew Berry, the GM there, they're very good with the cap, uh, kind of the, the way they, they structure these, these deals. They can restructure all three of those guys, and they probably will, and free up a ton of space. So – you know, they'll just give them, you know, give them a bonus, pro, you know, push the money off. And so there's different mechanics that, you know, you can't do it all the time, but they've set it up in a way where they kind of give them another year where they're going to push out some of this money. So they'll have about probably 25 million or so of cap space. So they're, they're not going to be big spenders. They're not going to go after the, the big name guys. And they never would because free agencies is kind of a fool's gold, right? We've, we've learned that throughout the years in terms of paying big money for guys usually doesn't work out. So they'll, they'll, they'll fill in some spots. They'll maybe, you know, I I'm recommending a guy like Nicole Hardman, who's 26 years old coming off a, you know, injured year, but in general, he's never been injured. It's got a lot of speed. He's a guy I think would be perfect in this offense. They need a guy like that to, to stretch the field. He won't cost a ton. Um, that's a kind of guy I would see some, you know, a defensive tackle that fits Jim Schwartz's system. That's not going to cost an arm and a leg. Like that's probably the type of, you know, a transaction you'll see in free agency. So they should be fine. They should be good enough to do those sorts of things. But yeah, they have to draft better. They have not done a good job drafting in the mid rounds. You know, they're good in the, the early rounds, but once, you know, round three and above, it's just kind of like, I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is really the only mm. legit player that they've drafted in the last couple of years after round three. So they have to do a better job with those mid round picks because that's all they've got really going forward. So that's going to be key, but I, I think they'll be okay from a team building perspective for at least another year. When it comes to Russell Wilson, I, you know, like he was awful, but that was, I think a lot of that was, it was Hackett. I, I really do trust Sean Payton. You obviously know him. I, I, you know, there's been a lot of studies done that, that, you know, Sean Payton has added as much win probability uh, to his teams historically than, um, you know, as many, as good as any court, as good as any head coach you'll, you'll find uh, in the NFL right now. I mean, he's been that good and look what he did the year before, you know, he, he left the, the saints with Jameis Winston. He turned Jameis Winston from a turnover machine to a guy who was very efficient and, and playing really well before he got hurt. And then he had, yeah, you had Trevor Simeon, he had Taysom Hill. He had, you know, four quarter, he had Ian book for a game. Like they had no shot and they, they still almost made the playoffs that year. So, you know, he can do a lot with, with very little. And so I think he's going to help. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily going to resurrect Russell Wilson to be as good as he was before, but I think he's going to be above average starter, I think going forward.
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Two more real quick. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I saw a report from Schefter that Hurts might get $45 million a year. Now, I thought Hurts was amazing in the Super Bowl. Obviously, MVP candidate all season. He's really, really good, but he's really, really good on a second-round draft pick salary. Uh, <laughs> 45 mil, T.A.? <laughs> is he, I mean, is Hurts going to be the same dude? Because remember, that offensive line is aging. Lane Johnson's getting surgery. Kelsey's like 35, thinking about retirement. I what are you doing with Hurts? I mean, you got to give him the you got to give him the money. He's earned it, and you know he, the good news for the for the Eagles is they've got a ton of picks. You know they've got they've got the Saints pick this year along with with their own. 
Um, they've done a really good job with the draft. Howie Roseman has been fleecing teams for years in the draft. Uh, so I, I think they're going to, I mean, I think from that perspective, they're going to be good. I mean, they've got four picks in the top 62 I see uh, right now. So, um, you know, they're going to be uh, in, in good shape um, from a, from a draft pick perspective. They just got to nail these, these picks, but yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not easy. Like, it's very difficult to do what the Chiefs have done with Mahomes. Like, you know, once you sign that that franchise quarterback to big money, you've got to be able to to hit your, you know, hit the guys that you draft. If you look at them, they they sign Mahomes and then, you know, they had to trade Tyreek Hill, right? That was that was the fallout. But they were able to get really cheap deals on guys like Juju Smith-Schuster and, uh, you know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So, you know, they kind of filled holes with, with cheaper receivers and free agency. Then they drafted a Sky Moore. They get, you know, Isaiah Pacheco for, you know, in the fifth round. Uh, defensively, they, they got rookies at cornerback. Uh, they've got George Karlaftis at defensive end that they drafted. So, you know, that's what you got to do. You got to hit on those draft picks. And, you know, the Chiefs have done it. And if you have an all-world quarterback, yeah. You get away with it now. The question well, wait, is, they, they is did barely get by the Bengals. Yeah, they barely got by the Bengals and then the Eagles. So a little hard. For, right. I mean, imagine if you take A.J. Brown away from Jalen Hurts. I don't think this is the best team in the NFC. Do you? I think Devontae Smith is really good. I He's think really Dallas good. Goddard is really good. And those oh, are, again, okay. Devontae Smith's going to need money soon. You know, that's the yeah. problem. I like that's where it's going to be an issue is you're probably not going to you're either eventually going to have to do something with Devontae Smith, then you're going to prop. I mean, I know that it sounds crazy in two years. You'll probably have to cut AJ Brown. Like I know it sounds crazy. <laughs> no, trade, him. trade him for something. Uh, you know what I mean? Though, like that, that's yeah. just like Tyreek Hill. Like you can't, you can't pay everybody. And so that's where you get a situation where you've got to man, you've got to find guys in the draft or you have no shot. You have yeah. no shot unless you can find guys in the draft. Look at, you know, look at green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Like they have not drafted well besides Christian Watson, who, you know, it only had like 40 catches last year. He had a ton of touchdowns. It was, you know, explosive late. They have not drafted well and they couldn't surround him with the talent they needed to, to get to the Super Bowl. Um, that's continually been a situation there. They just failed on so many occasions and you can't do that and pay your quarterback yeah. what you're paying them and, and win. It's just, that's the NFL these days. So, I mean, I, it's one of those things where you can't, you can't just not pay Jalen Hurts. Like, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, we saw it. Um, you know, the Browns with Baker Mayfield, but Baker Mayfield was not the same quarterback. Um, you know, if Jalen Hurts, if they wait and Jalen Hurts struggles this year, then maybe you make the case that this was an outlier season mm -hmm. and, you know, you get something for him or something, but it's a hard spot. It's, it's when you, when it's not the Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen's of the world, and you're kind of in that second and third tier when it was Jared Goff a couple of years ago when it was Carson Wentz, sometimes, you just do it and then you figure it out later and you get, you know, the, the Rams and the Eagles got out of those deals. Like there are suckers everywhere anyway. I mean, <laughs> who knew that the, that, that Indy and then Washington would take Carson Wentz, oh, right? So you can find Matt a Ryan, taker man. for, you can find a taker for any quarterback who's got a pulse, who's done something in this league. So and you just sign, you sign Hertz, you build, you build around them uh, through the draft. And then if worst comes to worse, you try to find someone to take them. If, if you can't, that's kind of how it is in the NFL. And we'll wrap up with this. So you, you came on the pod in the preseason and called the giants as one of your sleepers. I piggybacked uh wink Martindale Dable. You nailed it. It's obviously early to identify a sleeper without the draft and free agency, but whatever led you to the giants, can you offer up some of those gems, things that you looked for, point differential, EPA, whatever. 
that can have us identifying some teams because I'm already looking at a couple. I'll give you mine without the, the at the after years, but um, I'd love to hear what you got. Yeah, it's hard. I, I told you before I uh, before we got on that um, you know I haven't even done any of this work, but uh, you know I look briefly. You know some of the things I look for that I like with the Giants, a you know co- the coaching change. I mean I, I don't think you could really. Um, explain in detail how much of an upgrade it was going from Dayball to, you know, from Joe Judge and Jason yeah. Garrett. It was just that that alone was probably worth two wins. Um, then you add, I, I thought there'd be some injury regression positive, you know, on the positive side. Actually, they were they were still injured a lot, especially a wide receiver, but they kept Daniel Jones all year, which is huge. Saquon Barkley played for most of the year. So that was big. Um, and then the schedule, I knew that they had, you know, either the easiest or second easiest schedule in the NFL. Like all those factors to me, um, were a big part of my handicap. I didn't think they were a great team or they'd be a great team, but I thought they could, you know, I had some playoff bets. I had some, you know, win the uh, NFC East bets. I had a ton on the over uh, seven wins. Uh, and it was all because of just purely, you know, schedule and and health and, and coaching. So those are a couple of things I look for. I will say um, we were talking about free agency. One trend to look out for, uh, that's how you're, you're, um, you know, people that listen to this podcast to look out for it. You know, free agency I mentioned is a fool's gold in general. If you overpay for the big name guys, typically it doesn't work out. But look for the team, the team that has spent the most in free agency the last six seasons. All right, check this stat out. The team has spent the most money in free agency the last six seasons, has seen their win win total improve every year. Um, and they've uh, increased by at least three games and by an average of five games. So, and the Jags were another example. And just look, the Jags, we thought, oh, they overspent for Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram, right? All these guys. Well, their their win total, you know, skyrocketed. Yeah. Um, they killed it. They made the playoffs. Who, who spent the most money two years ago? Patriots. It was the Patriots. Yeah. Mac Jones on a rookie deal, and he got to the, the playoffs. So, like, just look out for that. I know it's in the long run, it may not work out, but when you got a quarterback on a rookie deal and you spend a ton of money, you get that first year bump. So, that's something I'm going to be looking out for. And that could be the Bears, by the way, because they have the most cap space. Mm. Uh, look out for the Raiders, I will say. I don't know what, what? quarterback. Oh, okay, Rob, I so, love that. Couple thing, couple things from a purely a point differential, a, um, you know, a metric that I, yeah, I put on my site, you could take a look at it and you could see who who we had last year. But um, we did a, a deep dive into you know, teams win probabilities in the fourth quarters of games. If you add them all up, kind of the it's a blended fourth quarter win probability. So essentially from early in the fourth quarter to mid fourth quarter, add them all up for the season, compare it to their actual win to their win percentage at the end of the year. And the wider the gap on both on the, the overachieving and the underachieving end typically has really produced good results the next year. I mean, for example, last year um, I had, I had uh, the Rams as a big overachiever to miss the playoffs and go under, not just go under. Mm, I, I, right. I use alternate, I use alternative unders and alternative overs for these teams. So I had the Rams hit as an alternative under and to miss the playoffs. I got plus 200 to miss the playoffs. I had Tampa under two and uh, under 10 and a half. Um, on the other side, uh, we hit big with Seattle. We had Seattle not only to go over six and a half wins at uh, plus 185, we had them to make the playoffs at plus 500. So I, like I we hit some really big ones. So I will say just looking at the numbers, again, not doing any more work, the teams that underachieved the most here, Raiders, Broncos, Bears, uh, Cardinals, and Texans as well. So those are five, the five biggest underachievers based on my numbers, Cardinals, Texans, Raiders, Broncos, Bears, and then on the uh, on the overachieving spot, I know you know who number one is Vikings. That's on Vikings, but the, the they were the biggest overachiever in NFL history, by the way. Just by, really, by my numbers. Yep. 
at least NFL history, I, I go back to 1999. That's how far my data goes. Right. But their number one, their their win total is going to shock people. I bet you it's eight and a half, nine, maybe yeah, yeah. nine. And still take people the under. Like, yeah, uh, Giants overachieved Tampa, Chargers, and Packers. Those are the biggest overachievers. So, um, I, you know, the Bears with the most money to spend, no matter you know, depending on what they do uh, at quarterback. Um, and they were the biggest underachievers. You know, I'm curious to see what their win total is. That division should be a lot easier. Uh, you know, if they hit at quarterback and they spend a lot of money in free agency, they can hit that metric that I talked about, that trend. Yeah. Uh, they could be, they could be a team to look out for. But I think the rate the Raiders have talent and they've got a lot of cap space now w- without Derek Carr. They if they can get a quarterback now, obviously that's a big if. That's a team that I think, you know. Uh, they missed. They lost Fall a lot of order. close games last year. Uh, I think that's a team to look out as, for. As I nearly uh, cough a up a lung. Yeah, Raiders. Rob G's excited. All right, TA. Good stuff. Thank you as always. Uh, I'm sure we'll hit you up during March Madness for something. I know you love college hoops. Um, enjoy the off season, man. Uh, take some time off. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks, Jason. I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.